Welcome to the Best Season Is Now podcast with your host, Mike Buckman. So thanks for joining back in again today. And today we're going to be talking about uh, late season deer hunting. It is January here, so we are winding down our season. Uh, Maryland and Delaware seasons open through the month of January. Uh, Maryland actually has a uh, late season into February 2nd this year. For any type of weapons, primitive season, they call it. So if you're using a, a longbow, a recurve, or a flintlock muzzleloader, you can actually hunt until February 2nd. So as the late season comes around, uh, there are some things that I think if you do will help add to your success. And wanted to touch base on some of those things as uh, over the years, we've been able to be very successful in the late season, and it has become one of my favorite times to be in the woods. One of the biggest reasons for, for that is simply the deer have to eat. You know, it gets colder, and as it gets colder, the deer are post-rut, and the bucks are are worn down. They've exerted a ton of energy through that month of October and November, um, and then even through December, where you get that uh, the the second rut, if you will, where the younger deer are coming into estrus for the first time, and these bucks have run themselves ragged for 60, 90 days, and they got to replenish. So if you can find the food, then you're likely finding the deer. Uh, ideally, I would love to be able to be in a situation to have some uncut crops. I was hunting over in January, but that is not the case. Uh, I'm not in a situation that I that I have, uh, you know, 50 or 60 acres of, of uncut beans or corn to sit over. If you are somebody that is fortunate enough to have that, then I'm sure you know well and good that that is a huge draw for, for deer. And, and deer will just absolutely pour into those fields. In previous years, I've been fortunate enough to be on some properties where we did do some standing crops in the late season. And I believe that's probably one of the reasons why I love late season so much. Uh, It is magical sitting out there in late season, you know, maybe bitter cold, some snow on the ground. But when you just watch deer pour into a standing field, uh, whether it's beans or corns or you got brassicas or you got whatever it is you got, uh, turnips or another late great season food. And to have deer just pour into that field is, is it's pretty awesome. It makes for an exciting hunt. You almost know that you're going to see deer every single time you go out, uh, as long as your access is right. So there's a couple of things that I uh, wanted to hit on that I think will help. First one, again, being find the food. Uh, post-rut, deer are going to eat. Uh, the does, you know, they got bread. Uh, they know that. They're going to try to replenish and, and stock up as much as they can, too. So with the shorter daylights, uh, the deer they're going to try to exert as much, as little of energy as possible. So a lot of their bedding is close to the food sources this time of the year. So you really have to be careful on how you're getting in and out of where you're, where you're hunting. You're looking for foods that, that are high in carbs and, and ideally close to known bedding. So if you can find, you know, whether or not it's a cornfield, soybean field, brassicas, acorns, all of those are great. And even though a cornfield or a soybean field has been cut, if the field's cut, but it hasn't been cultivated. That's not, that's fine. You know, that is, it's not a big deal. If the field hasn't been turned over, there's still a lot of food out there to be had uh, for quite some time. So that is one thing to look for. Uh, if the field's been turned and you do have, you know, maybe there is winter wheat or something growing in there, that is something that they'll pull to, but it's not going to be uh, what they need to sustain, you know, for the winter months. So they're going to look for something that is that holds a little bit more higher in carbs. Uh, acorns, again, late season. There's still some red oaks out there probably that are to be had. They, they seem to, to hold up better in the longer months. White oaks usually 
will, will waste away. You don't have them. Uh, but if you have red oak somewhere, that's something that they will, they will definitely, definitely key, key in on and target on. So if you can find those food sources, especially if you can find them semi close to bedding or somewhere that would be good bedding, that's a place that I would start. And then uh, the next one to look for is try to find what they call solar bedding areas. Um, solar, call that due to be most of these areas are going to be south facing. Um, they're going to warm up the soonest during the daytime and they're going to take the most amount of sunlight throughout the course of these shorter days. So they warm up faster, especially on, you know, during clear sunny days. It's going to be a place that deer are going to move to uh, for bedding. They're going to transition to these areas for bedding. If you can find a south-facing slope, something with a little bit of undulation uh, or some even some ponds or something on it that'll help break that wind, uh, that's even better. You, you can get an area that's going to you know shelter them from the winds that you know typically you got those colder winds coming out of the northern winds, so it's a colder wind. And if they can find an area that's south-facing and blocks the wind, uh, that's going to be a, a huge benefit for them and as well as you. So if you know where they are, you know you can figure out in and how to get out without spooking deer. So regardless of, of where you're hunting, I feel like, you know, late season, whether you're in private state land, being the end of the season, the deer have had some pressure on. Uh, whether or not it was you on your property uh, or the neighboring property, the deer have definitely been pressured. And uh, they tend to be a little bit more, a little bit more leery. And, you know, you're not going to get as many opportunities on a mature buck to, to slip up and, and get a second opportunity. So late seasons, I typically avoid moving hunts unless the scenario is perfect. Uh, one of those would be, you know, a weather front coming in. So a big front coming in, a drop in temperature is something that I'll, I'll, I'll forego not only in the morning and I'll, and I'll get out there whenever that opportunity presents itself. But choosing your time to hunt can make or break your late season. Uh, and then, of course, also, as I mentioned a couple of times, how you get in and out of your stands. If you're hunting over a food source, it's likely that the deer are going to be on the food source as nighttime approaches. You know, as the end of hunting, legal hunting light comes up, you know, you're in a stand, you're overlooking a food food source, and you got multiple deer in the field. And let's say you're, you know, you're hunting a target deer and he didn't show up. If you have somebody that can drive into that field to pick you up, either on an ATV or in a vehicle, I think that that is a less scare to the deer than you getting out of your stand somebody driving on an ATV, they just bound away. It is what it is. They don't, I don't think they think a whole lot of it, but you climb down out of your stand and go out of the field edge and you spook there that way. I do believe that it, it creates a different type of scare and that type of pressure is different than spooking them off of a field with a vehicle, a tractor, uh, an ATV, a side-by-side, what have you. And if you're in a position to be able to have somebody that's able to do that, that is what I suggest you do blow them out of the field with, with the equipment, have them right up to your stand, get you, get you out of there. And before you know it, your cameras will be lighting back up. If you got them on the field and they're, they're back in the field, not too much longer after you're out of there. So whether or not, you know, you think you're putting pressure on a, on a spot, you know, because you're not, you're not seeing deer during your hunts each and every time you're entering the property, you're putting pressure on that piece. You know, you're walking in, you're leaving your scent, you're doing your thing. So, be careful on the wind direction and how you get in and out. Hunting smarter versus harder, especially during late season, I think is is a huge, huge way to be much more successful. Uh, you don't have a ton of daylight, so 
you know, a mid afternoon sitting till dark, you know, it, it's not a very long sit anymore. It's only, you know, five hours, four or five hours. Uh, you know, you go in at midday and, and sit the rest of the day. That's my preferred time to hunt. As I said, morning hunts, it's just hard to get in on food and not spook deer. So the less you're spooking deer, the better off you are. So just be aware of how you're getting in and out of your, your stand locations and try not to, and because it's the easier way, and if that wind pushes through a bedding area, you know, take the longer way around, it'll make the difference for your success. And then lastly, one of the things that uh, a lot of people have their opinions on is, is, you know, dressing for the occasion. You, you want to be warm when you're sitting out there to be comfortable. Uh, nobody, nobody enjoys sitting in a deer stand with their feet freezing and, and start working up their feet to their legs and you get cold and you, it's just a miserable hunt when you're cold. So, uh, I would definitely, definitely suggest, uh, layering up and thinking about your, your walk in, whether or not you're walking in, riding an ATV in, whatever it is, however you're getting to where you're getting, take that into calculation because if you start sweating on your way in and then you get to your stand and you're sitting there in that sweat. It, it, it can be a long, brutal, cold hunt. Uh, some of the things that, that I always do, I, I'm, I'm a huge I layer. I'm, I'm big on layer. The layering system, um, Sitka is, is the clothing brand that I'm a big fan of. They have a merino wool or a synthetic wool-based layer that helps wick moisture. So as you're walking in, you know, it might be a little bit cold as you start if that's what you're wearing on your way in. But when you get to where you're going, if you don't have any moisture against your body and then you're let yourself cool down, let your core cool down, and then put on those outer layers, that middle layer and that outer layer. And the difference that that can make is huge. Something else that, that I would definitely recommend during late season is, is wearing something that's windproof. You know, being out there on field edges, if you're not in a ground blind or a box blind, uh, the wind can come across those fields and make it pretty brutal. But uh, today's clothing, there's, there's a lot of them out there. As I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sitka. And their windproof stuff is, is just that. It is... Uh, I am confident regardless of what the weather is, whether it's snowing, whether it's raining, whether it's cold, it doesn't matter. I'm confident that I can go out there and sit and be comfortable if the, if the conditions present the opportunity to be out there. And I think I'm going to be successful by getting out there. I don't care what the weather's doing. I'm going. I'm going to be out there and I'm confident I'll be comfortable. So that's a huge, huge thing. A couple of tricks that you can do. One of the biggest things that I have a problem with is my feet. My feet freeze. I, you know, you sweat walking into your spot. So either take a take a change of clothes. Um, I've even seen some people. I haven't tried this yet, but uh, put deodorant on their feet to help from perspiring as much. And when you get out there, if your feet aren't wet from sweat, I, I guarantee you'll be a lot cold, a lot warmer than than cold. So if anybody has any tips or tricks that they use, uh, you know, to keep your feet warm, I'd be happy to happy to hear them and, and look forward to to being shared what, uh, what some of your tips are. And I know they got the hand warmers and the feet warmers you can throw out there. Uh, but putting them on after you get to the stand, I find is, is a great way to keep warm as well. And, uh, on those really brutal cold, cold days, which unfortunately as it goes here, we, we haven't had many of those in the, in the late season. It usually comes after the season. Now the winters are much milder uh, as it goes here in, in Maryland and Delaware. But if you do get those bone chilling days, taking those, uh, the hand warmers, getting them activated and, and putting them on your body just outside of your base layer uh, on your chest and your back is a huge way to help keep warm. You keep your core warm and you can, you can sit comfortably for hours. And to be successful in the late season, you got to be able to sit in some cold weather. Uh, if you're hunting 
you know, here in the Eastern shore or, or the Midwest, unless you're down South, if you're hunting late season, it's going to be cold. So make sure you, uh, you dress for success to be able to be out there and, and sit for the times that you need to sit. So you're comfortable and you're still, you're not fidgeting, moving around. And if you do those things, I, I definitely think that will lead to better results for your late season. Hunting. And lastly, something to do, take note when you're out there for the late season is to, to scout, uh, take note of where you're seeing deer, where you're seeing sign. Um, if you're going into different areas, note all that sign on your apps, if you can, and, and track that kind of stuff, look back at that. And if you have sign that shows that there was a lot of rut activity in an area where you're hunting late season, then, you know, maybe try there earlier in the year too. Um, so always capitalize on each time out, make sure you're, paying attention to, to where the food sources are and, and it may not be an obvious food source doesn't have to be standing crops like you said it can be a cut field that's not disked yet and there's plenty of corn or soybean left behind if you have an area with some brassicas acorns um, those are areas that deer are going to key in on and look for so if you can find those areas close to bedding again south facing slopes are, are amazing places just because it helps break up the wind and they also take in the most sunlight and will be the warmest areas the earliest in the day so if you can find those places, and then again, picking your time to go. Hunt smarter, not harder during late season. Don't get out there and, and just go every day because you're going to burn a spot out. Pick your times to get in there. Uh, ideally, either pre or post fronts are, are my favorite time to hunt late season. If you can get out there and, and be in there pre, pre, post, or doesn't matter, one or the other, or both if you're, if you're fortunate enough to be able to have the time to get out there prior to a front or post a front. Um, and and my experience here on the eastern shore, I, if I could choose one or the other, um, I would get out there pre-front uh, and and be out in front of the storm as it, as it's coming in. Uh, Post-front is 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 a good hunt as well, but I, I tend to see more deer pre-front movement than I do post uh, or or bigger deer, the deer that I'm trying to kill. I, I still see a fair bit of of does and and you know smaller bucks out there um, post and pre-fronts, but the deer that I'm if I'm targeting an older mature class deer, like a, a four and a half or older is typically what I'm trying to trying to hone in on and, and, and put on the ground. A lot of them times I'm seeing them pre-pressure, pre-front. So whether there's, there's a correlation to that, I'm sure if you can, uh, if you can get out during or before a front, that's an ideal time. And then lastly, dress to be warm, be able to be out there when you need to be out there. And I think if you do those couple things, uh, hopefully it'll, it'll help, increase your chances for, for late season success. And if anybody's able to, to get out there and have some late season success, be sure to share it with us, uh, reach out to us. You can find us, uh, networkoutdoors.com and post for the blog is on there. You can get that podcast links are there and you can also reach out to us. There's email contact there. We would uh, love to see some pictures and hear some success, success stories uh, of those that are able to get out there during this last couple weeks of the season for the deer season. So look forward to hearing some success stories and uh, seeing some pictures. And until next time, God bless. Have a great day.